This is the Free Walking Tour podcast. My name is Gerhard, and in today's episode, we are going to talk about the topic I am very passionate about. In today's episode, we are talking about hiking in the city center of Salzburg. Welcome to Salzburg. My name is Gerhard. I am the founder of the Free Walking Tour Salzburg, and the goal with this podcast is to introduce you to Salzburg. Now, I live right in the old town. And many summer mornings, I get up at 5 a.m. to hike one of the city mountains right next to my house. My passion is photography, and that's why I like to hike these mountains. They offer the best sunsets and sunrises. Yes, hiking in the city is so close. In this episode, I will present you with three hiking options in the city center of Salzburg and provide all the information you need for a successful hike. How about the three city mountains? Have you ever heard of Salzburger Nockerl? Salzburger Nockerl are a dessert. What does a dessert have to do with hiking in the city of Salzburg, you ask? Well, the dumplings, the Salzburger Nockerl, are oven-baked egg whites with sugar. When baking, they rise and they form three mountains. These three mountains are a symbol of the three city mountains. Now, I hope you don't have to think about sweets now throughout the whole episode or throughout your hike. Now, back to the actual city mountains. They are Mönchsberg, the Monk's Mountain, Kapuzinerberg, the Kapuzin Mountain, and Geisberg. And that's the order from easiest to hardest. These three city mountains are your options for hiking in the center of Salzburg. By hiking in the city of Salzburg, I mean hiking without taking public transport to the starting point. Each of the three city mountains in Salzburg has its own difficulty and purpose. Now, the easiest one is Mönchsberg. In my opinion, you have to see Salzburg from above at least once during your stay. It doesn't matter whether it's from the fortress, from Kapuzinerberg or Mönchsberg. Mönchsberg doesn't only make sense for hiking in Salzburg, but also for sightseeing, however. That's because it's surrounding the old town on the left side of the Salzach River. It's very close to the old town. From Mönchsberg, you see the sites from Salzburg up close, but from above and from an angle. Or from many different angles, in fact. The hike is easy, and if you don't actually want to hike uphill, but only enjoy the view, you can even take an elevator up to the Museum of Modern Art instead to get to the top of Mönchsberg. There are many ways to Mönchsberg Mountain, but only a few paths along the mountain. That's because Mönchsberg is not what you would expect from a mountain. Mönchsberg is 500 meters long, but almost the same height over the entire length. Once you're on top of Mönchsberg, almost the entire hike is flat. In contrast to the other two city mountains in Salzburg, Mönchsberg doesn't feel like you're out of town. You're away from the action because you're a little higher, and in comparison to the hustle and bustle of the old town, only a few walk on Mönchsberg. But you're still in the middle of the city. The most common ascent to Mönchsberg is the same path that leads to the fortress, even if the fortress is not officially on Mönchsberg, but has its own mountain, Festungsberg, the fortress mountain. To hike Mönchsberg, you walk past the funicular and turn right at the next junction. After that, you continue straight all along the mountain. Other ways up to Mönchsberg can be found at Nonbergstieg at Nonberg Stairs in Kaigasse, 
at the Clemens Holzmeister stairs behind the concert hall and at Müllner Schanze on the other end of the mountain, with the Mönchsberg elevator, the Mönchsberg lift at the Museum of Modern Art. On top of Mönchsberg, everything is connected and you can hike all the way from Nonburg Abbey to the church in Mühlen. The entire hike takes less than you would first assume. With no stops, you can walk the route in less than an hour. The distance, after all, is only 500 meters. The elevator up to the Museum of Modern Art can spare you the climb and would be a convenient way to only see the view in case you don't have enough time or don't want to hike. But the climb doesn't take more than 5 to 10 minutes and the elevator would take you to the middle of the mountain. You would see more of the mountain by walking from one end to the other. My preferred climb is the one from Mühlnerschanze because you're on the other end of the old town, walking towards the fortress and explore the whole mountain. As a starting point, it's also ideal for walking towards the rising sun in the early morning. In the evening, you could time your hike to arrive at the fortress just after closing time and therefore get in for free. As you've probably noticed, I like Mönchsberg. If I've motivated you enough and you need more information about the hike, there will be an entire episode in the future that's entirely dedicated to Mönchsberg. There is also another article about the fortress that explains on how to get in for free. You'll find all of those linked in the show notes. Now to the second mountain, Kapuzinerberg, the Kapuzin mountain, is Salzburg's recreational area. Salzburg is at an altitude of 424 meters and the top of Kapuzinerberg is at 640 meters. That doesn't sound like much, but even if the hike is easy and you're still in the center of Salzburg on Kapuzinerberg, you will feel like you're in nature and away from civilization. There are only three houses on the Kapuzin mountain. On your two-hour hike, you will encounter a monastery, one private house and an old fortress turned into a restaurant. While the starting point is only two minutes walking from the free walking tour meeting point, one of the most central locations in Salzburg, Kapuzinerberg remains like a natural reserve. Most tourists climb Kapuzinerberg to take the panoramic view and see the sunset. Very few visitors explore the forest that lies behind the monastery. The reason is that it's just forest, but if you want to go hiking in Salzburg, the forest might be the reason to walk past the monastery. And although a road leads to Kapuzinerberg, there is no effortless way up. No public transport, no elevator, and no cable car. This makes the Kapuzin mountain different from Mönchsberg on the other side of the river. It is also different because it feels like a mountain with a mountain top. At the top of Kapuzinerberg, there is a small fortress that I mentioned. It now houses a restaurant with strange opening hours, I have to say. Nevertheless, it is one of my favorite restaurants in the city of Salzburg for the spectacular location and because the food is great. It's included in the free walking tour city map. If it is open when you are there, I recommend it. There are two starting points for hiking on Kapuzin Mountain. One is Linzergasse and the other one is the Imbergstiege, Imberg stairs in Steingasse, only about two minutes apart from each other. I love and recommend the stairs in Steingasse and going down the street in Linzergasse, so you experience both. Each of those options is different and you should experience both. When you reach the top, there are two platforms. The first one you reach after climbing the 261 stairs of Imbergstiege. At the end of the stairs, you find a few more steps to the right. Take these and you will get to the first platform 
and to one of the most famous panoramic views of the old town of Salzburg. If you went straight ahead instead of taking the stairs to the right, you would have come to the second viewpoint from which you see the new part of town, all the way to the train station and into Germany. The path from Linzergasse and Steingasse also meets there. Most of the tourists end their hike there, that's the monastery, when in reality the hike is just beginning. You can either walk along the city walls from the first viewpoint I mentioned, or walk past the yellow building, the Capuchin Monastery, past the Mozart statue and into the forest. I would highly recommend the first option, the so-called Bastaiweg along the city wall, because you have many beautiful views on this hike, while on the second option you would only see the forest. The second option is much shorter, but you would only see forest. You can and should take the forest path on your way down. Also, I go to Kapuzinerberg at least once a week. I still get lost sometimes and sometimes even find new ways. But that doesn't matter. Each of the paths you can take leads you up or down. You can't actually get lost. Don't worry. Now, in summary, the Capuchin Mountain is the mountain you want to hike in the city of Salzburg if you want real nature without spending all day or even half a day. The hike takes you an hour or two and is neither technically nor endurance demanding. Nevertheless, it feels like a real mountain and you usually don't meet many other people during a hike on the Capuchin Mountain. If you would like to know more about the Capuchin Mountain, you will also find a future episode entirely dedicated to the Capuchin Mountain. Now, mountain number three is Geisberg. Geisberg is a half-day hike. To climb Geisberg, there are 900 meters of altitude to overcome. Therefore, the Geisberg hike is a real hike, and it takes at least two to three hours in one direction. Although it is technically simple, it can be exhausting due to the incline and the duration. Good shoes are recommended. Unlike the Capuchin Mountain, you can shorten your route to the Geisberg by bus or even take a bus all the way to the top. More on that a little later. But what this episode is actually about is mountains that can be reached on foot, as I said, from the city center of Salzburg. I lived in the Salzburg district of Schalmos for many years. Geisberg Mountain is located in the neighboring district of Kniegel, from where the Jägersteig, the Hunters track, my favorite route leads to Geisberg, to the top of Mount Geisberg. That's also the hiking track you can take from the old town of Salzburg. Back when I was Back when I used to live close to the mountain, it only took me like 10 or 15 minutes to reach the trail. I often hiked Geisberg back then. Today I live in Salzburg's old town, but even from the old town, you can walk to Jägersteig and therefore to the starting point of your Geisberg hike in 45 minutes. To find the beginning of the trail, you have to navigate to Kniegel, to the house in Eichstrasse 66. You can also find this address written down in the show notes or on the free walking tour blog. If you look at the house, you will see a staircase on the right side of the building. There you will also find the first signs indicating the trail. Hiking trails in Austria are usually very well signposted, but the duration indicated is almost never correct. In fact, the time may increase from one sign to the other, so forget about that. As soon as you have found the signs in the trail, you are already on the way to the top. In the case of Geisberg, I recommend taking the same route up and down. That's because the other routes would take you to another part of the city and you would then have to take a bus back to the center of Salzburg. There would also be the possibility to take the bus to the top, 
Bus number 151 is the Geisberg bus. Since it's a public bus, the ride is inexpensive and the bus takes you to the top in half an hour. With the Geisberg bus, you can also shorten your hike or just hike to the top and take the bus back to Salzburg. The bus starts at Mirabellplatz, Mirabell Square. In the show notes, I will link the timetable and you'll find it also on the free walking tour blog. Another option that the Geisberg bus opens is the Rundwanderweg, the circular hiking trail. If you take the bus to the Zistelalm stop half an hour before the top, you're at the start of the circular hiking trail. The trail leads around Geisberg Mountain. This means you don't have to climb. The Rundwanderweg takes about an hour and at the end or even halfway, you can still decide to hike the remaining half an hour to the top. In this episode, I only recommend the Jägersteig or bus number 151 to the Geisberg. However, there are many ways up. There will be a future episode also entirely dedicated to Geisberg and the possibilities, the various hiking options. This as well will be linked in the show notes. Now, can you hike in Salzburg in winter? Mönchsberg and Kapuzinerberg can also be hiked in winter without putting yourself in danger. Most of the trails on Mönchsberg are even freed from snow. Snow is not cleared at Kapuzinerberg, and if a hike in the snow proves impossible, you just have to turn around. What is recommended on Kapuzinerberg in winter is not to take Bastaiweg along the city walls. I in fact tried it this winter, and it was icy and impossible. Instead, take the second option I presented to you, and go straight at the end of the stairs into the Mozart statue and into the forest. There you choose either path to the right or to the left. These paths are safe, even in winter. Geisberg is for sure not recommended if there is snow in the city. Geisberg, however, is also 900 meters higher than the city, so there could be too much snow for hiking in winter on the mountain, even if there is no snow in the city of Salzburg. What's good about Geisberg is that the bus runs all year round. If a hike turns out to be impossible, you can still catch the bus up or down halfway. They won't have to rescue you with a helicopter. Now what's the conclusion of today's episode? Mönchsberg, Kapuzinerberg and Geisberg are the three mountains known as Stadtberge, the city mountains in the city of Salzburg. And the mountains that can be climbed on foot from the old town. The Mönchsberg is more of a walk and suitable for sightseeing, while Kapuzinerberg is the local recreational area of Salzburg and the Geisberg can be a real hike and a bit challenging. Now, thank you very much for listening to me. I hope to see you in Salzburg someday. If you have any questions about today's episode, feel free to contact me anytime. If you come to Salzburg, consider joining my tour. I would be happy to see you. Until the next time, bye-bye.